0: Welcome to Time Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. As I often say, another opportunity to exalt the creator of the universe. Another opportunity to magnify the glorious name of God. For his goodness and his greatness and his mercies, his mercies that are new every morning every day he loadeth us up with benefits, as the psalmist told us in psalms one o three: Bless the Lord, O my soul, and for- and bless bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, his benefits or that he healed all diseases. And he forgives our iniquities and our sins as far as the east is from the west. And the east and the west will never meet because they go in opposite directions. That's how much God has forgiven us of our sins and our iniquities. When the enemy tries to bring up your past to you, you need to remind him of his future and let him know you no longer have a past because God has put everything in the sea of forgetfulness. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. For this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. We thank God for his master plan of redemption. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. To those that believe in him, he says, I'm giving them the power to become my sons. Not only sons, but daughters as well. I'm going to be reading in your hearing Psalms 53. And um, it reads as follows. The fool had said in his heart, There is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done Abominable iniquity, there is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men. to see if there were any that did understand that did seek God. Every one of them is going back. they are altogether become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge? Who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon me. There were they in great fear, where no fear was, for God had scattered the bones of him that encampeth against thee. That has put them to shame, because God hath despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion, when God bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob, shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. You know, we've heard so many times uh, people will say, oh, that's that's no God. Yeah, a lot of people will say that. Atheists will say that. Atheists will say there is no God. You know, the agnostic will say, well, I believe there's a God, but you have to prove to me that he exists. You know, um, you wonder who's in the worst position. I guess the one that believes, but then still have to be convinced because it's by faith. It's, it's that's why it's by faith we are saved through grace. And so faith has to kick in. So you hear people saying that there is no God, but sometimes they'll take it out of context. The Bible clearly says that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And when I looked at the commentary notes of this psalmist the writing of it, it says, echoing the message of Psalms 14, this psalm proclaims the foolishness of atheism, and it also tells you to see Romans 3, verses 10 and 12 as well. People may say there is no God in order to cover their sin. And define their own morality. And that makes sense because a lot of people, you know, if they can say there's no God, they don't have no conviction. They won't have to worry about no con- convictions of what they're doing wrong, because they're feeling like what they're doing is okay because there's no God and they think that, that they are that they are their own little God. So They want to have an excuse to continue in sin and to ignore the judge with no fear of his judgment. Now, fools do not necessarily lack intelligence. Many atheists and unbelievers are highly educated. Foolish people willfully reject God. The only one who can save them. So, a person can be ever so brilliant and intelligent. But if they do not accept Jesus, believe in God, that intelligence means much or little. Because they're rejecting the one that created them. So. It goes on to say, while God is not affected by what we think of him or try to do to him, we are definitely and eternally affected by what God thinks of us and ultimately does for us. God loves every human being and he longs to have a relationship with everyone. He is merciful and patient giving us opportunities to turn from our sinful lifestyles to live for him. So this psalm's point out, however, that many people in their desire to rule their own lives convince themselves that there is no God. How sad. And if they believe there is no God, then they become their own gods. And set up their own moral standards. Ultimately, when their lives end and God passes judgment, it will be too late to apologize and admit they were wrong. Rejection of God will turn into terror, into terror of God. So, just if you're listening, and you are doubtful, and you might be an atheist. All you need to do is just to look at the clouds to get God's hand to work. Even look at yourself. You were created in God's image. You know, so we just know that there is a God, and he's the true and living God, and the only wise God, our Savior. Father God, before I go into prayer, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have done out of your will that would hinder this prayer. Lord, I thank you for the privilege that I have to enter into the most holy of holies. To praise your name, to obtain help in the time of trouble or need. Or to stand in the gap for others, to intercede for others. Lord, today I am lifting up, oh God. Your people everywhere. God, we are praying, oh God, for war-toned areas. We are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. God, we are praying, oh God, that blinded eyes will be opened. Hearts of stone will be made hearts of flesh. God, we are thanking you today for your goodness and for your mercies. God, we are praying for leaders of nations everywhere. Lord, we're praying for uh, tyrant leaders and those that are mistreating their constituents. Lord, we're praying and praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We're praying for the war tone areas. War is ugly. War is nasty. War is not fair. And so many innocent people are killed in war. As the scripture says, there's a time for war and there's a time for love. And there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. So just as we're approaching the Advent season with the spirit of expectation, you know, to celebrate Christmas and Jesus' birth, so it is. So it is with men. Oh, God. Lord, we ask, oh, God, that you would open up blinded eyes. That you would put... Uh, 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 change hearts and minds and desires and have people's thoughts and minds set on you, the things of God. Lord, we are lifting up leaders of churches, pastors, the body of Christ, unite us, make us one in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are encouraging pastors, oh God, to not to lose heart, not to be faint in heart, not to grow weary and well-doing, for in due season they shall reap if they faint not. So we are lifting up Restoration Christian Fellowship Church. Well, we, this is normally the first uh, uh, two weeks out of the month, but because of commitments that I had to do, we were unable to do the radio broadcast, so Pastor Ken is with, not with us tonight uh, or will be with us next week. So we are lifting him up tonight. We are asking, oh God, that you will continually to bless him and use him. I pray for His wife, his family, his children, his grandchildren, God continually to broaden his territory. Oh God, give him strength, I lift up restoration, I pray for every elder, every minister, God, the ministerial staff, the deacon board, pray for the school staff teachers and 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 for are uh, uh, the parents, oh God. We are asking that you would touch and make whole. God, we are praying today for those that are on our prayer list, oh God, that you will continually to touch, make whole, bless, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, we are asking that you would make known your wonders everywhere. God, I, com- I continually to pray for my spiritual daughter, Jill, her family, oh God, I pray for N- uh, Nina. I pray for Tasha, God. I pray for those that have prayer requests for all manner of things on our prayer Bless, God, that you will heal, that you will deliver, that you will make whole. Lord, those that need jobs, God, those that need healing, whatever broken relationship, God, that you would move by your divine intervention and just heal relationships, heal sick bodies, heal sick minds. Well, we're praying for the prostitute, the drug addict, the the, the alcoholic, God, the homeless, the hopeless. God, we know you're able to save. Oh, God, we're praying that rapists and murderers and robbers would be, and perpetrators of all sorts would be apprehended. And God, we are praying against the spirit of suicide and speaking life. We are praying for Adam, oh, God, today. Oh God, we're asking that you would touch Adam's life, that he should live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Oh, as well as those that are planning suicide. We are coming against the spirit of suicide, the spirit of abortion. We're praying for those in the hospitals. Oh God, those that lie between life and eternity, those that have not accepted you, Lord. Let them, oh God, realize that they need you. Oh, God, you promised them eternal life with you. Lord, just continue to draw men and women to yourself. And God, we'll just be so careful to give your name, the praise, the glory, the honor belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope that everyone had a beautiful Thanksgiving. And they, you know, enjoyed that family. And our loved ones, God is so faithful. I can say I had a beautiful Thanksgiving. A beautiful Thanksgiving. So I'm going to be continuing the matters of the heart. Matters of the heart. Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 9 through 10 talks about the heart is deceitful and wicked, but the Lord searches and tries it. So last week I was doing a teaching uh, and sharing an article that I came upon. And this article is by Mark, uh, De Jesus. And the article was titled The Six Stages of Spiritual Heart Disease. And the the one that I discussed, uh, one of the ones that I discussed, the first one was called the Broken Heart. The Broken Heart was one of the spiritual heart disease. And there are so many people with broken hearts. Sometimes broken hearts because of that childhood bringing uh, the things they experienced in that childhood. In fact, I was just watching a uh, service and they were showing this couple... That ministers to married couples. And they were sharing how the many times when fights goes on between a husband and wife, says many times the fight is not, is not about what they're even fighting about, but it's fighting about the things they encountered as children. And he, this, this particular uh, 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 little skit was about the fact that this newlywed couple the husband uh the wife had made quiche for him and he did not like quiche but he ate it so he got ready to leave but his wife decided decided it was just a little left you can i'll give give you the rest of it and put it on his plate so then he's he was about to vomit because it made him sick but he, he didn't want to you know hurt her feelings so then he says oh i'm out of here And then she wanted to know, you know, what was wrong. So as as he began to walk out of the house, she grabbed his legs. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Well, he was overwhelmed about her actions. But what she was really living was when her dad walked out on her mother. And she grabbed her dad's leg and said, dad, don't leave me it don't leave me. And he says, uh, he made a quick, okay, kiddo, uh, whatever. He just made a little smart remark and says, I'm out of here. And so she was reliving that moment when her (laughs) father was walking out on the mother. Well, as the husband's wife said, As the husband, as his wife was grabbing his leg, he got so upset because he was living in a situation he lived in a Christian home, but his father was a hypocrite, and he was on the phone, overhearing a conversation, uh, with his father, found out that his father had been cheating on the mother since he was a young kid. And, of course, the mother and father ended up getting divorced. He was the oldest, and with him being the oldest, his mother cried, You know, and she, she had, he had to always try to uh, solidify her and to comfort her and, and because she, he was the oldest child. And at that moment, when his wife grabbed his leg, then what he was seeing was his mother. Fine, don't leave me, son. I need you. Because he talked to him about his dad, how he cheated on her, how he mistreated her. And so here they both, it wasn't even about the quiche, <laughs> but broken hearts. They had been wounded from childhood. Broken hearts. That had been wounded since childhood. And then it shows up as a trigger and an argument over food. So, but the second, that was the first one, the broken heart. And, of course, the second one was dealing with um, the fearful heart. The fearful heart. So, tonight, we're going to start with the angry heart angry heart. And I'm now going to be reading the information uh, that was written by Mark de Jesus. It says, as our fears remain intact, the stress and insecurity adds on another layer on top of fear. Anger. The anger comes in to defend our brokenness and keep anyone away who might show a potential threat to us. All anger stems from unresolved brokenness. Very little of anger has anything to do with the current situation or subject. It has way more to do, I'm sorry, it has a way more to do to a past wound that has never been addressed. Just like this, you know, I was just sharing with you about this couple with this film that I had just seen. So many attempt to use anger management as a solution, yet that is all they end up doing, attempting to manage it, when in reality they should be removing this battle. But we cannot remove something that we have allowed to become a divine or a defense mechanism. And see, a lot of people use anger as a defense mechanism. An angry heart left unaddressed will eventually carry hate along with it. Yet the target of hate is not mainly others. This is a work of self-hate. The person may be angry with a past relationship, family member, or life disappointment, but the target of their fury is against themselves. They carry an underground monster of self hate that drives the overall angry presence they carry. My God. The anger may stay bottled up or it will lash out on others. Mainly, Because they have hated or they have hatred against themselves. Number four is the hopeless heart. When we walk through life overcompensating for our brokenness and serving our fears every day, we get exhausted. I know. I did. You can only be angry angry for so long until you hit an exhaustion stage. Depression sets in. Energy becomes low. And irritability becomes high. At this point, your faith becomes weary. The promises of God seem too far away. Breakthrough looks out of hand. becomes weak. Our minds become so vulnerable to every negative thought that crosses the airwaves. This is where people develop a hope-deferred condition. Hope-deferred makes the heart sick. This is Proverbs 13, 12. This is spiritual sickness that can even lead to physical sickness. Hope is a lifeline for our lives. And when it seems distant, out of reach, or delayed too long, we suffer the effects of that. People at this stage have neglected to face their brokenness, fears, and anger or they have no grid on how to overcome. Now, their lens on life carries a lot of negativity and cynicism. When hope is deferred, we feel that it has has delayed too long. Good things are out of reach. But we need to know that God is always on. He's always on time. So tonight I'm going to uh, complete this article on next week. And But we've discussed so far four heart diseases. And if anything touched you on tonight in light of anger, you know, you have a defense mechanism. You're walking around and angry. You hate yourself. You hate everybody around you. Let me let you know that God can make a change in your life. If you have a hopeless heart tonight, God can step in on your behalf. If you've never accepted Jesus as your personal savior, just ask Jesus to come into your heart by praying this simple prayer Dear Jesus, I believe in you. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Forgive me of all my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. To the backslider, confess your sin, ask God to forgive you, and to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. And whatever you do, let someone else know tonight that you have become a Christian and you have made Jesus Christ your Lord, your Master, and your Savior. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.